0: Yeah
1: This is the Quest Atlanta, and this is your Pledge Drive. My name is Steve Sponskowski. I'm here along with Rosalind Sullivan, and we are going to be here with you for the next three days doing this Pledge Drive, celebrating what we do best right here. Bring souls to Christ so that he can draw them to himself and be edified. We can be edified and enter into relationship with him. And we're so excited about your help in making this work continue by calling four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. Rosin, we have a bunch of people we need to thank from last hour.
0: We do. We want to thank Lori for her donation. Um, Mike doesn't say what city you're from so there's lots of mics. Hopefully there's there's other mics out there that will donate as well. Um, Walter was um, generous with a one-time donation. Kathy, Rachel, Lori, Patty jerry and margaret so we want to thank all of those who have donated today those who are monthly donors as well and those who will be calling in to donate during this three-day pledge drive as this is a listener supported radio station Um, only our listeners are, are out there supporting this cause and and being able to spread the mission of christ um, along this journey because we hear all kinds of stories on on radio whether um, whether we're challenged in life or whether we have joys in life we're here to share that story in community so hopefully we can do that on the thank you all for your donations looks like margaret's call uh, margaret's donating as well so we want to thank you margaret um, you can donate via phone or Online, 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com if you're driving and need to um, reach out to us a little later.
1: And uh, we do want to remind you that if you'd like to give at that monthly donor level as uh, Mike and Lori gave at that monthly level, and actually, Mike, we need to ring the bell for him. That's our little cowbell there. He gave at that leadership gift level, $1,000 or higher. So Mike, thank you for that. And Lori, thank you also for your your monthly gift all donors who give at that monthly donor level are going to get the quest mug and their name put into a drawing for some artwork. Uh, beautiful artwork, actually. If you walk into the studio here in the front, you'll see it. I believe it's the presentation of the Lord. Is that, uh, yeah, the presentation of the Lamb is the name of that artwork, and it's done by Sally Kaysen. Um, and uh, that we're going to have a smaller version of that available to one of the lucky winners uh, of that drawing. So give us a shout, 470 508 1160. You can also give online at thequestatlanta.com. Or download the mobile app mm-hmm. you can give that way as well. So last uh, hour, folks, we did have a match, and we did meet that match. So thank you so much for your help with that. This hour, we start a whole new hour. We don't have a match available yet, but if you'd like to offer a match this hour, a lot of times that match just kind of gets help people excited, and you can say, hey, you know what? I want you to be excited about the Quest Atlanta 2. So if you want to offer a match this hour, give us a call, 470-508-1160, and we can get the ball rolling. Or you can just call in and give a gift at that 470 470- number or give online at thequestatlanta.com. We are in studio. Again, my name is Steve Splanskowski. Rosin Sullivan here with us as well. And this hour, we are honored to be joined by David Hanna. David, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for being with us this morning. Great to be here with you all. So I'm new to the area, so tell me a little bit about yourself.
2: So I have lived in Atlanta my whole life. Both my wife and I grew up in metro Atlanta. So we're a little bit unusual in the Atlanta area because, as most people know, there's 7 million people and probably only six or 800,000 are natives. Uh, went to school here, public schools, went to the University of Georgia, came back and began my career here. For the last 25 years, I've run a company called Atlanticus. We do uh, financial services lending products. To a wide variety of uh, middle america customers and i've also been very involved in my parish holy spirit parish as well as being one on the board of uh holy spirit preparatory school which we helped to start uh some 25 26 years ago
1: wow so you're so you're a native of atlanta
2: native Atlanta. that
0: that is rare here I, i can tell you i you know i've been here 40 plus years and it is hard to find someone born and bred in in atlanta
2: you know when we when we were early married we went to a neighborhood party and there were about 40 couples and the two of us were the only people from atlanta at the whole party so
1: wow so our theme this morning david is is saints heroes of all time do you have a favorite saint
2: my favorite saint is john paul ii Uh, i had the uh, blessing of meeting him when he we believe cured our then 11 year old son of cancer so uh he's my favorite saint i was there at the uh, both the beatification and the canonization, and um, pray to him often.
0: He was fascinating, I can say, as as going to two World Youth Days of John Paul II, and you know something that resonates in my head about John Paul is is the these crowds, and it didn't matter what nationality you are, especially World Youth Days, you w- you would hear the crowd say. John Paul too, we love you. Mm. And and even in his later stages of Parkinson's, you would hear, Noel, I love you. Yeah. And it was just it, it it warms my heart to this very day. Just those few words and, and the caring nature of that Pope.
2: When when we met him, he was already into his Parkinson's. And I remember my daughter, who was then six, walked up, and she turned around to me and said, Daddy, can I hug him? Hmm. And I was concerned because of his frail health and that kind of thing, and he just lit up when my daughter opened her arms and swaddled her up into his lap, and it was just beautiful.
1: Wow. So... And you, you met your, you yourself met John Paul II.
2: Yes, I had that blessing.
1: So, so I, I need to know. I need to know the. Uh, <laughs> so, how, what was that like? I mean, what, <laughs> well, it was,
2: it was interesting because we had set this thing up. My brother had, uh, my brother Frank Hannah had set this up for us, and we were there out at Castel Gandolfo. So it was a small group. It was maybe uh, fifteen priests. From Africa and then our small group and when he walked into the room you felt a presence it was it was unlike anything else I've ever experienced and although his physical health looked frail you could see in his eyes a glow a a it was like you could see the Holy Spirit in him and um and then when we had the opportunity to approach him and uh, be blessed by him, it was almost overwhelming. Um, and it's something that both my wife and I are three children. It's something that just stays with you and, and actually helped my faith. Um, I, uh, I think I'm a better Catholic today than I was before that. Not that you need to meet a saint to be a good Catholic, but it was um, it was just a beautiful, beautiful experience for us.
0: But his joy is infectious. I think that's the yes. message that I'm hearing is that, and and I can say, you know, you say when he entered the room and I was like, well, we were on this big field at World Youth Day with with the Pope and, you know, with him just walking into the stage when he's about an inch tall. Right. You felt that joy. You felt that presence, like you say, of the Holy Spirit. And, and we all have that potential. We all have that potential, no matter um, what walks of life that we have or um, the burdens that we have. Um, we're all called to be saints and you know part of the theme of this pledge drives saints heroes for all time and we we all come from different walks of life we all have different stories and um, we all um, can um, you know walk this walk together in order to 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 be present feel that joy and and have guard god's um, joy fill our hearts which can be infectious right just like john paul too
1: if you're just joining us you're hearing the voice of Roslyn sullivan my name is steve Splonskowski, and we are visiting with david Hanna on the quest pleasure we we're just talking about a story david actually and his family had the opportunity to, to visit and meet with jp2 uh saint john paul the great so many wonderful names for him um and just a great saint and David, you also you also mentioned that your 11-year-old son was cured of cancer, and you attribute that to John Paul, too. Can you give us a little bit of that story?
2: Absolutely. So he was undergoing about a year and a half of chemotherapy, and we thought that he was healed, and then they told us that they thought he had relapsed. And so that is when we went, we met the St. John Paul, and he cupped his head he kissed him on the head he prayed over him and we came back we actually landed in atlanta about 3 a.m on 9 11 01 wow and my wife took john our son to get checked that day and she saw the nurses running around behind and the and the medical technicians who had done his scans and they had a very concerned look on her on their faces and she thought that meant that they saw a growth in the cancer and then they came out and told her that all the scans were clear they couldn't explain it and my wife Kim was like well, I can explain it. I know exactly what happened 3 days ago.
1: <laughs>
2: um, and so 911 actually has a as a weird um remembrance for us because we remember that's the day that our, we found out that our son was truly cancer-free and the reason the people behind the counter had looks of concern on their face cuz they were watching some of this TV coverage of the planes going into the buildings, we were getting this report of our son being cured at the same time that was going on. So it, it, it's really a, uh, an emotional day for us, uh, every year.
1: Wow, that's an amazing story. You know, and let's talk a little bit about that, David. You have had some amazing experiences. I'm just going to tell you right now I'm jealous of the fact that you got to meet Pope John Paul II. Uh, But it's a good jealousy, not a a negative thing. I won't go to confession for it. But, uh, you know, just that that sense of how the Lord, in the midst of struggles and of trials, really can be giving amazing gifts at the same time. I mean, you've experienced that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Talk to us a little bit about about maybe even in your family how 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 does that conversation go when you say, you know, look how the Lord has been working in our lives. How does that how does that look?
2: Well, you know, I, I think many parents think that having a child with a potentially deadly d- disease um, diagnosis is is one of many people's worst nightmares. And for our family, not just our immediate family, but our extended family, the experience we went through that was one of, it's one that I wouldn't wish upon anybody, but it's one of the best things that ever happened to our our family because we were drawn closer to God in that process. We prayed more. We prayed more as a family we became better christians when we went through that and that's not like i say just for our immediate family but for our extended family the numbers of people that we would hear from that were praying for our child there's nothing more humbling than in my opinion there's nothing more humbling than people uh doing prayers for you it's it's Prayer to me is one of the most personal things you can do. And when people are doing that for you, it's it's just incredibly humbling.
1: Yeah, it's a great gift. And and folks, that's one of the things too I want to offer to you during this pledge drive. If you have any prayer intentions that you would like us to pray for, you know, we have more than a million people who have the opportunity to pray right now um for you. So when you call in on that number, 470-508-1160. Let us know, you know, who is your favorite saint? Again, our theme, hero, saints, heroes for all time. But also, are there any prayer intentions, things that we can pray for for you? Or, you know, would you like to stop by here and, and pray an hour in adoration? We've got adoration going on right here at the studio. Uh, stop by and, and spend some time with our Lord in adoration and um, in, in thanksgiving for the many gifts he's given to you and to us, but also for those, those intentions. So we'll be happy to pray for you. Uh, and, I, you know, David, I think it's a, it's a great reminder Uh, Of the solidarity we have as Christians coming together before our Lord. Um, Can can you? I had a conversation with Tim Staples one time. I had the opportunity to travel with him um, for a number of days and had a lot of conversations. We talked about, he he just threw the question out So, Steve, what is prayer? He said, Does prayer change the Lord's mind? As in, you know, he shut off a faucet and you say, Lord, open to the grace is like, oh, I'm sorry, I shut the faucet off, so I'll turn that faucet back on, or is it something different? We had a great conversation uh, in in bringing up prayer. David, what what does prayer mean to you? How would you explain that to, to our listeners?
2: So I think that one of the things that most people miss in our lives today, and when my prayer isn't robust, I miss it, and that's the peace of Christ. And no matter what's going on in your life, when I'm praying, I find that I have peace in my heart. Whether I've got a thousand things going on at work, whether I've got a thousand things going on with my kids, I find that when my prayer life is good, I have peace in my heart. It gets back to a comment made earlier about uh, St. John Paul's joyfulness, when you're praying you're joyful and and there's nothing more infectious than people that have joy in their heart and peace in their heart and so for me that time every morning when i spend by myself with our lord is something that that gives me peace i sleep better i think better i'm a better person i have no doubt about it and so um I would say that that peace in my heart is what prayer does for me.
1: I think it's a great, a great reminder, and I know that uh, St. Ignatius uh, reminds us that the only time to make decisions are in times of peace. Very often we make decisions in times of difficulty and struggle, and he's like, nope, no changes right now until you have peace. And that's where, as you mentioned, David, the, the prayer, uh, really, as we, as we talked before, having that interior life. All decisions need to be made out of a very peaceful, deep interior life. Folks, this is what we're here to do at The Quest. We're here to remind you on a daily basis. You know, we all wake up in the morning going, oh my gosh, what do I have to deal with today? But we want want to remind you to wake up in the morning and say, oh Lord, how would you like me to deal with today? Because he does have an answer. He cares about every moment of our lives and every concern we have, he is concerned about too. And so we're here to remind you on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, to call out to the Lord. He is a good and loving father, a good and loving brother, and he really wants to journey with us. And we want to journey with you too, but not only with you. We want to journey with others. And you have the opportunity right now in supporting the quest. You have the opportunity to invite others into an encounter with Christ. For someone to say, Maybe there is more to life than just this running around. Maybe there is more to life than filling my bank account with money. Maybe there is more to life than just buying the things that I want. Maybe there's something more to life. Those things will bring you, bring you pleasure, but not real joy, as David was talking about here about with John Paul II. This real joy comes from a deep relationship, a peace of Christ. Help us continue this work. Give us a call, 470 508 470- 508 1160, or give online. Many people have been giving online at thequestatlanta.com or via the mobile app. We'd like to thank a few folks here. Um, Philip called in and gave a very nice gift. As a matter of fact, I need to ring the bell for that. So, Philip, thank you so much for thank that you, gift. Thank you, Philip. At that leadership level, uh, he gave online, as well as Anna gave online a very nice gift. Thank you, Anna, for that gift. And also, Patrick and Sheila called in and they gave also at that. Leadership level, so thank you so much, Patrick and Sheila, for your gift. You can join uh, Philip, Anna, Patrick, and Sheila by calling 470-508-1160 or giving online at thequestatlanta.com, or you can download the mobile app and give there. Again, our theme, Saints, Heroes for All Time. My name is Steve Splonskowski in studio here with Rosalind Sullivan, and we are visiting with David Hanna. He's telling us he's a native of Atlanta, owner of Atlantis, Atlanticus, um, and just telling his story about uh, really journeying uh, faith, uh, his son was cured of cancer, uh, attributed to John Paul the Second, and also he met john paul the second and of course, the amazing story that when he traveled back to the United States, it was on nine eleven and he got the good news of his son being cured of cancer. Uh, David, I just uh, am so uh, honored to be able to visit with you about these these things the Lord doing in your life. You also talked about your holy, holy Spirit, uh, your parish so give us a little uh, Tell us about the wonderful things going on at your parish
2: so our parish is um my wife and i started attending there in the early 90s when it was a smaller church we were involved in in the campaign to build a new church there so we've now i guess been there close to 30 years All of our children grew up there, going to Holy Spirit Preparatory School there at the church. The Holy Spirit community is a very welcoming community. What you see at Holy Spirit is that all of the clergy are outside in the vestibule before and after Mass. People stand around and visit before and after Mass. And it's really a welcoming community that has, uh, has meant a lot for us. My wife, who's a convert to the faith, um, missed that at times in some of the parishes we had gone to when we were first married. And so I, one of the, my favorite things about Holy Spirit is the community aspect. Uh, there is a lot of parish engagement and involvement. Both in the variety of programs they have, as well as the um, the school that's um,
1: there on the campus. Awesome. We're visiting with David Hanna. We do have to step away for bottom of the hour break, folks. And this is the quest. This is your pledge drive, and we do need your help. We do have a three thousand dollar goal this hour, and we're marching towards that goal, but we have not reached it yet. And also, if you'd like to uh, offer a match this hour to really kind of get us pushing, we're going to have some slow hours uh, these few days. That's just how it works. People are busy. And so some hours we're going to need to make more than $3,000 to make up for the other hours that we don't. So give us a shout. Be a part of this great work that the Holy Spirit is already doing. He's inviting you to be a part of his work. 470-508-1164. 705081160 or give online at thequestatlanta.com and download that mobile app so you can listen to us everywhere. This is The Quest and we will be right back. AM
0: 1160 The Quest is listening to you too. One listener shared I don't know what I would do without The Quest. Every day I get an update on the Catholic Church and hear inspiring stories. I thought I knew a lot about my faith, but I'm learning something new every time I tune in. I feel connected to a larger Catholic community. If you're enjoying the station, please consider supporting us with a donation. Go online to thequestatlanta.com. The Eucharist is the most personal encounter of Jesus we can ever experience. Scientists say it literally changes your brainwaves for 15 to 20 minutes. You have the gift of Jesus, body and soul, in the most intimate way possible. It's heart pounding. Invite a friend this Sunday. Just say,
2: meet me at Mass. The Quest presents lesser-known saints with Ken and Chuck.
1: Born in the Feast of the Epiphany, St. Gertrude was a Benedictine nun in the Saxony. She was one of the great mystics of the 13th century. Together with her friend and teacher, St. Mechtilde, she practiced a spirituality called nuptial mysticism, essentially viewing herself as the very bride of Christ. Her spiritual life was rooted in a deeply personal union with Jesus and his sacred heart, leading her into the very life of the Holy Trinity. The Lord dictated the prayer for the holy souls to St. Gertrude in a vision, promising to release a thousand souls from purgatory each and every time it is said. She is the patron saint of gardeners, travelers, widows, the recently deceased, and the mentally ill. The West Indies also claim her as their patron saint. St. Gertrude was canonized in 1677 by Pope Clement XIII. Her feast day is November 16th. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com.
0: Here at The Quest, we often hear how our programs touch hearts and change lives. Now, more than ever, people need to hear the truth and beauty of the Catholic faith. As a 100% listener-supported station, The Quest relies on monthly donations to stay on the air. Please consider making a monthly donation to The Quest and help us continue to provide inspiring Catholic programming. Monthly donors are the lifeblood of the station. Visit thequestatlanta.com to donate and thank you for your support. A reading from Psalm 65, verses 6 through 9. You answer us with awesome deeds of justice, O God our Savior, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of far distant islands. You are robed in power, you set up the mountains by your might. You still the roaring of the seas, the roaring of the waves, the tumult of the peoples. Distant peoples stand in awe of your marvels, east and west you make resound with joy.
1: This is the quest, Saints, Heroes for All Time. This is the theme of this pledge drive, and we sure appreciate you joining us and staying with us and being a part of this great work, again, that the Holy Spirit is already doing. He could do it without us, but he doesn't want to because he wants to bless our lives. He wants to draw us into a relationship with him. And you know what? The only thing we really take with us at the end of this life is those relationships. Think about it. Nothing that you own will take with you. Have you ever seen a hearse with a U-Haul behind it? I don't think so. There's even a country song about it, right? There's, There are, we take nothing with us when we go, except for the relationships, our relationship with Christ, our relationships with our brothers and sisters. So let's continue to walk with one another. Let's journey together in faith and trust of the Lord. And you're doing that by helping us with this work. Give us a call, 470-508-1160. And a little, a little impetus, a little extra nudge for you to call right now. The remainder of this hour, we are offering a $2,000 match. We aren't, but one of our great donors is offering a $2,000 match for the next half hour. Anyone who calls in your $1 is going to become $2 for The Quest. So give us a shout, 470-508-1160. Or many of you have been giving online at thequestatlanta.com. That's perfectly wonderful. Or on the mobile app, continue to uh, join us in this work. We'd like to thank Bob Colin Jordan Taylor and Mary Marina for calling in and giving a very nice gift from Cummings, Roswell, um, and Sugar Hill. And so they they gave a, called in and then also John Hanna called in, gave an on or sorry he didn't call in, he gave an online gift. So John, thank you so much for that. We sure appreciate your gift um, and your support for the quest Atlanta here. We are my name is Steve Swanskowski. I just wanted to wait there so I was pausing because john is from from brookhaven and so we wanted to thank him for that gift my name is steve I've been in studio here with rosalind sullivan and visiting with david Hanna. we are having a great conversation about jp2 uh and and the the you know impact he's had on all of our lives this half hour we're going to talk a little bit more about some fun stuff uh david you you have a few grandchildren tell us about your grandchildren
2: i do we just had our third grandchild about uh six eight weeks ago and so now we have a little girl who is almost two a grandson who is uh just turned one and another grandson um the the new baby so we've got three under two and then we found out we're going to have another one uh so we'll have 4 under 3. So my my daughter mentioned we got grandkids coming in hot, but it is uh you know one of one of the things a friend of mine told me when we found out we were going to have a grandchild. He said, you know, you hear all this stuff about how great being a grandparent is and that kind of thing and he said it's one of the few things that people talk about wonderfully and it's not overrated. And boy, was he right. We um, got to have our granddaughter spend the weekend with us. And there's just not much funner. It's uh, it's as good as it gets.
1: Yeah. Well, what's the joke? If I had known how fun, fun grandchildren were, I'd have them first. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you get to spend time with them, and then they go home with their parents, right? Exactly. <laughs> and,
2: and we're blessed that uh, all of our children live in the Atlanta area, so we, we get to see our grandchildren a lot. And, um, you know, we, it, it also brings additional responsibilities, though, because I believe, as a father, that the most important thing that I can do to try to lead my family is to help my wife, help my children, help my daughters-in-law and help my grandchildren be on the path to go to heaven and so while it's it's wonderful and joyful it it brings that additional responsibility as well because um as you said at the end of the day the only thing we don't take anything material to heaven but we can by example by living our lives right by helping others hopefully help others to come join us there
1: absolutely and we have a i actually just mentioned a a gift from a john here he must be a family member
2: that's David. that's that's number one son john
1: right. Hanna. All right, number one son, thank you for calling in. Thanks for in. your
0: support.
1: Yeah, thank you. And you call your siblings now and tell me, you know, hey, you know what? I called in. I led by example as your dad's talking. You can here.
0: challenge them, right? That's
1: right. Here's a phone number, John, 470-508-1160, or you can text them. Everybody's texting these days and say, hey, theQuestAtlanta.com, you gotta give dads on the air right now. Uh, so how thank you, John, for that. And 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 you know, David, thank you so much for your example. Uh and, and, and even recognizing that the best thing you can do for your children is to give them Jesus.
2: Well, you know, that, that's really part of why we got involved. As I mentioned earlier in the, um, in Catholic education. Uh, I think that in today's world, especially there's so much activity in the educational world that pulls us away from Christ. I think that, all of the people that are involved in Catholic education are doing something to try to bring them back towards what's really important, the things that are really important in our lives. And um and so I, I encourage everybody to if you're whether you have children or not, to help those Catholic schools out there, to help them thrive, because that helps to battle some of the negativity in our culture today.
0: And I can say growing up in the public schools, um, you know, and and going to CCD, I made made some great felt banners, but it's also a choice. It's a choice at even a young age to uh, take up your faith and to practice it. You know, it, it's it, it where you spend your time, it is where your intention and value is. And I challenge all of us, look for truth. Look for truth at wherever you go. Ask those questions and understand why. Because there's so many things I didn't know even as a teenager. Um, not until I started um getting involved in in life teen and in my parish growing up. Did and the teens started asking me questions. You know, half the time my answer was, I don't know, but let's find out together. And that's part of the journey that we talk about, right? Or, um, you know, more recently, you know, getting involved in different Bible studies. And some people say, Well, you know, I'm not worthy to lead one. Well, you know what? If you don't know and they don't know, why don't you not know together and learn together as well? So um, it's praying to the Holy Spirit and asking Him to be part of that that your life, um, but just as David said, it's learning to be that example and learning our virtues, and fighting the vices um, that that are um, attacking us through worldly messages. Right?
2: Um, you know, it's it's interesting what you said because although. Saint John Paul's my favorite saint. I have a a connection to Saint Matthew because as we all know he felt unworthy to be called because he was a tax collector and and he's actually a patron saint of lenders which is the business I'm in. So I've always uh felt a, a little bit of a connection with Saint Matthew um because it, he was called and felt uh, maybe unworthy or whatnot. Uh, I've got a, a replica of the painting where he's pointing to himself as if, who me? And um, as you just said, Rosalind, the the notion that he is calling us and wants us all to be involved, not just a a uh, passive participant. And I, I think that with all of these things, For me, getting into a habit of doing these things is really something that helps me out a great deal, because I guess the the old saying is that 40 days of doing something makes it a habit, and you're you're into it. Um, I think that's true of daily mass. I think it's true of saying the rosary every day. I think it's true of leading Bible studies. So... Once you get into those habits of the right activity, the activity that you know that Jesus appreciates and approves of, it helps me anyway to keep on that
1: track. Well, as we know, good habits lead to virtue. You know, there's a, I can't think of the old adage, but, you know, talking about, anybody remember the exact word? I was going to look it up here on the internet um, but you know, just really good habits lead to a, to a virtuous uh, a virtuous life, and and very often you, we get the sense of well, I'm a good person, I'm a nice person. Uh, you know, that's that's just not enough. It's not enough to be just a nice person. Actually, I'll give you the root. I, I have a degree in Latin, uh, my original college degree from seminary. Uh, the word nice means is from "nescio," means know nothing. You, you, you don't know anything. It means dumb, <laughs> right? So if, you're, if you're
0: nice, you're dumb. <laughs> if you're just a nice
1: person, that's just kind of dumb, okay? <laughs> you can't just be a nice person. you got to be a virtuous person. We have to go beyond just being nice or a good person. It's, it's, it's beyond that. And so, as you said, habits, David, uh, a daily habit. Get into a pattern of, of, of virtue, and uh, good habits will lead to a virtuous life. I mean, as a father, that's what I'm always trying to communicate to my children uh, that same idea. And we, I homeschool, so we got, we got the whole we got Catholic school, public school, and I was homeschooled, I homeschooled my children. Um, and whatever walk you're in, uh, they have, it has its own challenges. And, and the bottom line comes down to that a Catholic education is huge, whether you can get it at the Catholic school or if you have to get it through the, through, uh, the RE classes, faith formation classes, or homeschool. Your faith is, is an amazing gift. Um, and it will take you through life. And that's where we're here at The Quest. We're really trying to remind you of the beauty of your faith, the beauty of the things. People who leave the church don't usually leave the church because they don't like the teachings of the church. It's because they don't understand the teachings of the church. Uh, Archbishop Fulton Sheen reminds us of that, that idea. Mm. Most of us, who people who, if they really understood the faith, would not leave the faith. And so we're here to remind you how beautiful our Catholic faith is, uh, how wonderful it is, um, and, and how deep it is. You know, when I left, when I left home, uh, Rosalind and David, I, I left home and I was from a family of 13 children, oldest boy, uh, raised in the faith. But I went out into the world thinking, I, I'm concerned about, people asking me that question that's going to pull me away from my faith and so they would give me ask me one question and i didn't know the answer so i went and looked it up in the catechism of the catholic church or talked to a priest like oh, oh okay i got the answer to that question and then the next question and i was the, my concern is at some point somebody's going to ask me that question that's going to completely debunk my catholic faith and it's going to fall apart it never happened
0: but you made that choice to look up what you thought was right Right. So that's where I was challenging just a few minutes ago is look for truth. Always search for truth. And so if you don't know what answers or if you've got something stirring in your in your heart um of what should be, you know, study it, look into it, look at the forefathers of the church. Um go back to maybe even the Latin roots or the doctors of the faith that that uh, there's there's always like you said the depth of our church is so wide that we can never know it all
2: well and and i think a good point you made steve was that in my early life i stumbled along in my faith i i grew up in the 70s and a lot of the ccd programs that I was involved with as a child didn't really go into much depth. We we went through a period, I think, in the in the American Church of a little bit uh, more laissez-faire um, attitudes, and so when I became an adult, I didn't have a good formation level of my Catholic belief. Now, my parents did a wonderful job of, we never missed Mass. Wherever we were in the world, we went to church every Sunday, but I didn't have a great understanding of our faith. And for me, it really began when I had some early business success at a young age, and I was wondering why did god smile on me i've got friends who work harder than i do although i worked hard i got friends who are smarter than i I was why did god smile on me so my first foray was to start stopping by and going to daily mass to give thanks because i knew i had been given blessings that other people did not And so I thought, well, the very least I can do is go give thanks for half an hour a day. And that process really uh, helped me to start delving in more, studying more, learning more, and um, and trying to be a better Catholic as a 57-year-old than I might have been as a 27-year-old.
1: And I think David doing a great point out, and I think it's a great example of of this when the Lord gives generously to us, when we respond generously with our time, our talent, our treasure, um, he doesn't he doesn't stop. Matter of fact, one of the one of the charisms um, is generosity, and when the Lord knows he can work to, through us to to build up His church, He will lavish on us those gifts, whatever they are, talent, treasure. Uh, so that we can share them with the church and that's where christ in scripture says you know the one who gave the talents to the one who hid the talent the one who buried the talent because they were afraid he says you lazy (laughs) you lazy (laughs) i'm just gonna stop there
0: yeah and we talked about fear last hour right is it is it fear or is it trusting in god and it's it's taking that next step to continue to trust
1: yeah so Folks, we are inviting you to trust and, and to step out. One of the things that the, the great thing is that I noticed too with Catholic Radio over the last 14 years that I've been working in Catholic Radio is that I don't have to go look for the answers because they are so available on Catholic Radio. Dr. David Anders, Catholic mm-hmm. Answers Live. It's amazing what you can learn in about 15 seconds, really. I mean, it's just, holy cow, i just sit blown away. The answers, the truth is available to us right now, 24-7, right here on The Quest, not only to you and to me, but to our brothers and sisters, our family members who, are, who have stepped away from the church. So many people have family members who are, and children who are away from the church, and they're saying, how do we bring them back? And I say, invite them to listen to Catholic Radio. Mm-hmm. Invite them to listen to Catholic Radio. We need to keep this out there, this message available, and radio is such a great invitation. It's not in your face. People listen. The majority of listeners, radio listeners, are in the car. So they're by themselves or with their children, right? So you can teach your children the faith by driving along and listening to Catholic radio. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, also, it it's, it's really meets people where they're at. I have had people call me and say, I'm a literal closet listener to Catholic radio. I go in my closet and I listen to Catholic Radio because I don't want my husband to know I'm listening to Catholic Radio. I'm not even Catholic, but there's so many interesting things. I had a pizza driver call me and say, hey, I'm listening to this divine mercy thing on the radio when when I'm delivering pizzas. It's just such a beautiful prayer. Can you tell me more about it? People are being drawn to Christ just by the chance." to stumble across the Lord, stumble across an encounter with the Lord. So help us continue this work. The phone lines have kind of stalled out or the internet for the last couple of minutes were just being too interesting on the phone, David. And, and, and Roslyn. we just have to, you know, just start singing songs or something, but we need you to call in 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com. Again, we do have that $2,000 match this hour. There's about $1,000 left of that match available yet this hour. If you can help us get that, match those dollars, it really go a long way here for the quest. So give online thequestAtlanta.com or give us a shout, four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty.
0: You know, we talked um, about the beauty and joy of um, teaching the young and and I just had um, I was asked to be a godmother and my future godson, it's my first godson, Ezra was born two weeks ago, so I have to brag that um I will be a godmother once again. But to me it's a blessing, you know? It's it's one more person to pray for this little individual who is going to um enter this world in this crazy world and um and, and find adventures along the way. But you know, hopefully just through our example and our prayers, um, we continue to guide them through faith. So I I know you know we heard David talk about his His three grandkids and and one on the way, which is a blessing. And, you know, we um, we pray for those um, in in Texas and some of the legalities that are that are happening um, this year, um, because as we know, um, the gift of life begins at at conception. So if we can continue to to pray for our nation, pray for um, mothers out there and and those that are struggling to even um with with pregnancies as well so
2: you know uh, that's that's a good point my wife kim's been involved with the only catholic pregnancy aid center here in atlanta for numerous years now uh raising money for them and what you hear with the stories of the young ladies that go to those are beautiful stories because they teach people uh that god loves them that they are able to uh have their child they're able to get help with those children and so i i think that it's a it's a beautiful ministry because once again you're able to give hope to these young ladies
1: well, I think it's a great reminder to, as St. Paul says, it's one thing to say to our brothers and sisters to stay warm and well-fed, but not to provide for the needs. And so these pregnancy help centers are so beautiful in offering an alternative, right, a loving right. alternative. And so kudos to all of those who are working in the pro-life work, again, trying to make abortion unthinkable unthinkable because this is human life and as our pope just mentioned abortion is murder. He he just said it. It's one of the things I, he he says a lot of things um, that are misconstrued but that's not so confusing. Abortion is murder. We don't have to no translation necessary. Um and so we need to continue to move forward. Now I'm not saying that as in, in I'm not trying to to judge those who are struggling because I know there is a struggle out there mm-hmm. um in getting into a difficult situation and that's why we as a church are here to love Uh, again from pope francis we're you know kind of this this uh, hospital on on the battlefield uh and we're there with you and we want to we're not just saying hey you know keep your baby no we're saying we will help you we will help you keep your baby and so so thank you for the work that you're doing and and anybody who's listening out there right now if you're you're struggling with something you know especially with 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 a life issue give us a call too You, you can't make a pledge that's okay we're here to help you we'll give you a direction Um, on who will help you and how we can be a part of you can be a part of this growing in christ the phone number 470-508-1160 470-508-1160 we are my name is steve sponzkowski we're visiting here with david Hanna along with roslyn roslyn sullivan sometimes i talk too fast and i get my consonants mixed, mixed up so i will slow down but uh just the last couple minutes here david we want to talk about lumen institute tell us about that
2: yeah, so Lumen Institute is a organization, it's a national organization. We have an Atlanta chapter, and we've just opened a, a North Atlanta chapter, 30 or 40 business leaders. And the goal of Lumen is to help these business leaders live good, Catholic, virtuous lives in the business world and bring those same values into their businesses while they're trying to live them in their personal life. And part of the way we do that is through accountability with each other. We get together on a regular basis, and there is a challenging of each other. I I know that uh, a lot of times to do something on your own can be hard, and it's most of the time easier when you have a group that's helping you. And that's what we do at Lumen with these business leaders is we try to encourage, help each other to live virtuous, good Catholic life.
0: So it's accountability and community really exactly. is what I hear, exactly. you know, and, and, and this journey, we're not called to live on it, live, live alone. We're called to be in community and, and support each other along the way, because y- you never know what you know, strengths are put in front of you. Um, And if you don't have those strengths, you find those people around you that might.
2: Exactly. I, I know that, Steve, you were talking earlier about encouraging people to listen to Catholic radio, which is great. I also want to encourage people, because a lot of times I find that people need a little tug. And we all know that during covid many people quit going to mass um at first because they had to because we weren't having in-person mass but some people got out of the habit and it's incumbent upon us to help our brother get back into the habit or our sister get back into the habit so um you know i have almost never made an invite and not gotten a warm response. That didn't mean people always accepted the invitation, but I've never given an invite for somebody to go to mass with me, for somebody to come to an evening of reflection. I've never given that invite where somebody didn't at least appreciate my invitation. And I think we're all oftentimes hesitant we don't want to be Bible thumpers. We don't want to push our view on someone else. But if done the right way, an invitation is almost always taken as a kindness, whether they accept your invitation or not.
1: I think it's a great reminder. Invitation is where it begins. I mean, you can't, we can't take away each other's free will, but we can invite. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the answer. So, David, uh, thank you for being with us this hour, and uh, blessings to you and your wife and, and your children. Um uh, and, and uh, thank you so much for all that you do for the quest.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Folks, uh we're gonna ch- check out uh lumeninstitute.org forward slash Atlanta if you want to know more about uh Lumen Institute. Lumeninstitute.org forward slash Atlanta. There is a message there. A video right there on the front uh from the uh the, the, the chaplain for the atlanta chapter there and uh, so check that out also while you're checking that out after that go to thequestatlanta.com, download our app and also donate uh help us continue this work of the quest 470-508-1160 is our number um and this is our pledge uh, folks we've got a couple minutes left here uh at the top of the hour we're going to take a a, a a legal ID break but we can still give us a call and help us continue this work 4705081160 you are listening to AM 1160 WCFO East Point Atlanta The Quest